This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 104. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everybody, wherever you are in the world, whatever time you're listening to this. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode 104 of the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. I'm in Los Angeles right now, having a great time. It's amazing weather here. My first time in LA as well, so super excited to be here. Now, recently behind the scenes, I've been working very, very, very hard indeed on a on a secret project. But it's not really that secret because I've I've told you about it before on the podcast. But it has a name now at least, which is a step forward, and it's called the Fluent Spanish Academy. Now, the Fluent Spanish Academy is it's the main thing that I've been working towards for the last few months, and it's it's what I want to do in order to help people learn languages specifically. Because a lot of the the stuff that I talk about is all about learning languages in general, right? But I've realized that the way that I can really help people the most is by dealing with specific languages. And so Spanish is the first the first step in that direction. And the Fluent Spanish Academy is the first the first result of this. Now it's there's I'm so excited about this because it's going to make a lot of difference to a lot of people learning Spanish. It's essentially a community of people dedicated to learning to speak fluent Spanish. Inside the community, you get to work with me. You get to ask me questions personally. Uh, I'm creating regular Spanish lessons for you, showing you these all these different tricks for speaking fluently and language that you need to speak Spanish fluently. I'm creating pronunciation courses. I'm creating short stories to help you practice particular grammar points. Um, all these kind of regular challenges. It's super cool. And But the most important thing is that in this community, we will not let you quit until you are speaking fluent Spanish. Now, the Academy itself is going to be launching in a couple of months. But right now, I'm looking for a small early testing group. And these are going to be people who can come into the Academy right away. You get access to all the all of the training courses, all the materials. We start off with the, with the weekly lessons and the challenges and the training and all those things. Um, but the great thing about this is that you get to kind of tell me the things that you like and the things that you don't like, the things that are helping, that are making a difference to your Spanish and not. And that really means that I can make it as good as possible and create more of the things that you that you really like. And the main benefit of the people who come in for the early testing group is that you're going to get a very low membership price for life as a as a thank you for helping me shape that. Now, if this sounds like something you might be interested in, then please head over to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash academy, and there'll be a mailing list there that you can join, and you'll be the first person to hear when access to this testing group um, goes live. It's going to happen fairly soon, and again, it's only going to be a very small group of people you know, so that I can really work with them to make it as good as it can possibly be. Again, that's IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash academy. So super excited about that. Before we dive into today's question, let's thank the sponsors of the show, italki. And these, well, this is the best place on the internet to get your language teachers and speaking partners from. For a free lesson, head over to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, without any further ado, let's dive into today's question from Sabina. Hey, Ollie, it's Sabina from Germany. And um, I'm between B2 and C1 level, I would say. And um, at the end of the semester, so the end of the year, I have to reach C1 level um, because I'm studying at university. I'm studying English and, um, yeah, to become a teacher in Germany. 
and yeah well i'm i'm not quite sure how to reach c1 level because i'm a bit afraid of making grammatical mistakes and yeah i'm still reading um books in english and listening to podcasts in english as well so yeah i'm talking to native speakers and i talk here and i really appreciate your work here and um yeah maybe you have some advice for me to so that i can reach the final step to see one proficiency um yeah thank you for your answer and goodbye hey sabina thank you very much for a great question now you've talked about these different these different categorizations right b2 and c1 and for those of you who don't know b2 and c1 we're really talking about intermediate and advanced but there is actually another level above that which is c2 this is the c2 is the maximum level for a for a learner of english and you know sabine i mean we it's only a short message that you left but i mean i would say to my ears that you're probably already at a c1 level given the way that you speak which is really fantastic and i think probably although you know you might feel that you have weaker elements to your english c2 is probably the, the what you've got your your eye on i think that's probably what we what we what we're talking about here now the interesting thing about c2 is that there are plenty of native english speakers who are not at a c2 level now this sounds kind of counterintuitive right but if we take a second to look at um the the description of c2 let me read this out and you can tell me whether you think in your native language that there are lots of native speakers whether everybody can do these things or not okay so c2 is can summarize information from different spoken and written sources reconstructing arguments and accounts in a coherent presentation it also can express themselves spontaneously very fluently and precisely differentiating finest shades of meaning even in the most complex situations now i don't know about you but i know plenty of native speakers of english who can't do that all right it's not just about speaking and and understanding very very easily so the thing is that sc uh, these descriptors are kind of useful for us to have a kind of idea more or less where we're at but i don't think they're very helpful in terms of actually gauging your progress really because they're not they don't give any specifics they don't it, 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 there is no kind of guidance about you know just looking at these descriptors it doesn't tell you what to do next and so i think it's important to be to bear in mind this fact that there are lots of of um native speakers who don't ever get to a c2 level and so you know for example myself there are certain things that i can obviously do at a c2 level when i'm talking about languages for example i'm pretty good at at giving different arguments and summarizing information and talking about finer shades of meaning but if you put me in a situation where i have to talk about something really really unfamiliar to me i might not be able to do that so what this means for me is when we are really looking at getting into higher levels of a language really high levels of of proficiency i think the best way forward is to aim to become a master of one thing a master of one particular subject or genre or or area of of study because what happens when you do that is that you, you know you become very good at a certain topic and so all the things that we typically expect to be able to do at c2 level 
like summarizing information, like differentiating shades of meaning, things like that. You learn to do that naturally through a, through getting very good at a specific topic. Now, you mentioned teaching, and so it sounds like you are, I'm imagining that maybe you're going back to Germany and you're going to be an English teacher. I'm not totally sure, but I'm guessing that that, that high level of English that you need has something to do with the teaching that you want to do. So I would think like for you, I would just, I would just say to myself, right, well, whatever my subject is going to be, whether that's English or whether you're in a different field, like biochemistry or something, aim to be the best German speaking person in the world at that one thing in English, <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense. Basically, aim to be a master of that topic in English. So let's say that your 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 main work is going to be in education. You know, then you should start to base everything you do around education. Right. So obviously, reading books on education, reading is the main thing to be doing without a doubt. You can do lots of other things. So look out, look for co- online courses, for example, in English. So you can look for the MOOCs, the massive open online courses. You could look for things like Khan Academy, where you have free, um, free training, free education, free courses, and really try to become the best expert you can possibly be in your field of of interest. And what that's going to mean is, if you are doing academic type things in that area, you are going to develop all the skills that you need. It's much better to do that, I think, than to try and, and spread yourself too thin and study all these different kinds of topics. In episode 100, there was a one, one person, I think from Brazil, who mentioned this concept that I've mentioned before on the podcast called glimpses of mastery. And I'd kind of forgotten about this, actually, but it brought it back to my mind when I heard it on an episode 100. And it's the idea that when we want to really improve a skill, we have to have some kind of feeling of what that's like, experience it somehow. This is why I really love exercises like writing a speech and rehearsing a speech and, and you know, learning to deliver that speech really, really well in the language you're learning. Because although it's all memorized, the fact that you're there talk, speaking in perfect language with well-rehearsed pronunciation, it, it gives you this glimpse of mastery in the language. It gives you an idea of what it feels like to do that thing to a masterful level, to a level of mastery, right? And so this is why I think it's almost always a good idea to to choose one very narrow topic and go very, very deep on that. That's how you're going to develop all these kind of peripheral skills that you're searching for. So I hope that's helpful. Um, the, the, the only other thing that you might look at doing is, you know, if you have a particular area of weakness, let's say writing, let's say your English writing is not, is you feel is a particular weakness, then you could look at taking something like an IELTS writing course, or choose a a course of some kind which focuses on academic writing. That would be a very you know, targeted way of improving. But that's only if you feel that you have one particular weakness like that. So I hope that's helpful, Samina. Thanks so much for the question. If you would like to ask me a question, please do. I love getting your questions. You can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask in order to do that. Now, I mentioned a whole bunch of things in this episode, like the Khan Academy, like MOOCs, like IELTS writing. I'll put a link to all of these things in the show notes. And if you'd like to have a look at that, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 104. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.